Well, when you came in today, you received uh, your bulletin with your sermon notes. I want you to go ahead and pull those out just for a second. We're going we're gonna to dive into uh, a short message here this morning. And again, I want to thank everyone for being here today. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. And uh, we're going to talk today about the, about the crown, the cross, and the tomb. I took uh, my daughter Amanda on a, on a ride a few years ago on Easter Sunday, and, and she was just learning to drive. And uh, we were driving through the streets of, uh, of Maitland. It was early. We wanted to get in before I had to come to church and preach. And so Amanda was driving. I was in the other uh, passenger seat, and we were driving early, early on Easter Sunday, and we're driving down Horatio Avenue, and out of nowhere, the Easter Bunny pops out. And Amanda, just at the nick of time, she swerved and, and she missed hitting the Easter Bunny. She was freaking out. She was like, Dad, that's the Easter Bunny. I almost ruined Easter for everybody. I can't believe it. And she was panicking. I just looked at her. I put my hand on her shoulder and said, Man, Amanda, don't worry about it. You missed it by a hair. Nice to be able to laugh on, on Easter Sunday a little bit, isn't it? The Easter story isn't funny, but it is filled with hope. There's incredible destiny and, and purpose in the Easter story. You see behind me on our, on our wall, we're in a year-long series as a church uh, called uh, Discovering the Names of God. God has over 900 names, and we, we believe as a church that, that, that names have meaning, and so every week we're taking a different name, and we're kind of putting them up on the wall there, and we're going to hopefully have 52 by the, by the end of the year. Over to your right and to my left is the name that we're going to talk about today. It's the name I Am. It's a great name, isn't it? As a society, we, we have a way of coming up with nicknames and names for people, especially when it comes to sports and to music. So here's a couple of great names that have come up over the years. Muhammad Ali was called the greatest. Charles Barkley was called the round mound of rebound. For all the FSU fans, Dion, primetime Sanders. Babe Ruth was the great Bambino. William, the Fridge, Perry, the Chicago Dale, the Intimidator, Earnhardt Sr., Magic, Irvin Johnson. Great nicknames, great names. In music, we got, we got 50 cents. We got Ice Cube, we got Vanilla Ice, we got Slurpee, we got Snoop Dogg, and P. Diddy. Well, those are all great names, right? But Jesus, with over 900 names, on Easter Sunday, we celebrate a great nickname, and it's called I Am. Wow. My nickname is Scooter. That comes from when I used to play soccer and basketball, and that was 125 pounds ago. I was six foot four, 175 pounds, and, and they said I could scoot up and down the basketball court and the field. 
there's not much Scoot anymore, but I have the nickname Scooters. It's kind of cool right down the street here at uh, Oak Ridge, and John Young is a new coffee shop called Scooters. Can't wait to try it. I am. You talk about a nickname. You talk about a name that represents everything that God is, and it's short, sweet, it's not flashy, it's not glitzy. Think about it. When Jesus introduced himself to some people, he would just say, hey, how you doing? What's your name? He'd say, I am. I don't know about you, but to me that speaks of, it speaks of confidence. It speaks of boldness. It speaks of somebody who's like, he's got it together. And if you've got a nickname by the name of I am, you better be able to deliver. And he did deliver. And he delivered 2,000 years ago when he rose from the grave. He came alive from death. And guess what, church? He is still delivering today. I am. Speaks of power, speaks of healing, speaks of hope. That's available today through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I, can I get an amen? I get that scripture from John chapter 11. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am all that you need. I am the one that you can look to. I am the one that will be there for you. I am the resurrection and the life. And what I love about this scripture is it says this. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. And when I come out of the tomb, I am victorious. And because I am victorious, you have life. His resurrection gives us life. So we're going to talk real quickly today about three things that the I am does for us. Number one, the first thing that I am, and if you're with me this morning, let me be here, a good Easter amen. 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 Number one, I am the God of second chances. I'm the God of second chances. That's on in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old is gone and the new is come. I love that. Second chances are not given to make things right, but 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 to prove that we can be better even after a fall. Life always offers a second chance, says Dylan Thomas. It's called tomorrow, and I love this quote. Easter is very important to me, Reba McIntyre said, because it's a second chance. I like second chances. I like second chances in life, but I really like second chances when it comes to golf. They're called mulligans. And I've got a dear friend of mine called Kevin Craig. He is a pastor in uh, Apopka Thrive Church. And there's a picture uh, of Kevin and I just a few weeks ago. He came and spoke at our staff retreat. And before he did, it was in his contract. It was a 10-page contract. And part of the contract was I had to take him to go play golf. So I took him to, to, to Black Bear Golf Course in Eustace. And we're coming up on a par three, and out of nowhere, I said to Kevin, I said, I'm going to get a hole in one today. So we pull up to the par three, and I had honors, so I, I hit a little uh, pitching wedge, and I knocked it about eight feet away from the hole, and I was delighted. And then Kevin shows up with his pitching wedge, 
and hits a hole in one. And there's our celebration. I miss the birdie putt and got a par, but Kevin got a hole in one. And I love playing with Kevin Craig. He's almost a scratch golfer. But what I love about golfing with Kevin Craig is this. He is so confident in who he is. He's not trying to prove anything. He's not trying to uh, 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 rub it in my face when he scores better. He is so confident in his golf game that whenever I mess up, which I mess up a lot, Kevin is so free in giving a second chance, a mulligan. Hey, Scott, you messed up, but you can, you can try it again. And I use dozens and dozens of those mulligans in a round of golf. I played with some guys that I don't like playing golf with. I'm not going to mention any names. It's not, it's not you, George Hancock. They show up with binoculars to spy on you when you hit it in the woods. They show up with measuring tapes and the rule book. And I played one time, and I'm like, I'm not playing golf like that. Life is too short to play golf with people that keep score. <laughs> I've got some really good news for you today. I think Pastor Sandra did a brilliant job of illustrating in a beautiful way that God doesn't keep score. Why? Because his name is I Am. And he says, I am the God of second chances. And if you're here today and you need a mulligan, you need a second chance, you need another do-over, I'm delighted to tell you that God is gracious and kind and he forgives us 70 times, seven every single day. Why? Because I am the God of second chances. Can I get an amen? A couple weeks ago, I, uh, I had an illustration here at church and uh, I showed the church... Um, I guess one of my new hobbies. And it sounds kind of weird and a little different, but, but, but when Austin had his accident uh, almost four years ago, um, I started painting as a way just to kind of relieve the stress, and I've been painting ever since. And so I, I showed the church a couple of my paintings, and what I do is I find pieces of wood either on the beach or golfing, and I'm in the woods a lot, as you know now. <laughs> So it's amazing. I find golf balls and, and, and I, find, I find pieces of wood and I paint fish because I love fishing. And so I showed the church a couple weeks ago um, some of my art. And Debbie Stewart, who's here today, she came running up. Guys, go ahead and show that photo if you will. She came running up and she gave me a piece of wood. Now, I know this sounds really weird, but I see value in Pieces of wood that have been discarded, covered up in mud, left in the woods, abandoned. And I've done about 100 of these now. And I'm telling you, instantly, as soon as I see the piece of wood, I can tell you exactly what kind of fish it's going to be. So Debbie gave me this piece of wood. She found this in Hilton Head. And she said they were planning to walk on the beach, but she said that the tide went down and she was trying to look for some shells and she found this piece of wood that was abandoned, discarded, covered in mud, forgotten about. And she picked it up and it's been sitting in her garage 
for several years now. She came and gave that to me uh, a couple weeks ago. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what that's going to be. And so for the past few weeks, I've been painting on that piece of wood. And I want Debbie to come forward because I'm going to give this to Debbie today. I'm going to give it back to her. But this is a piece of wood that I painted for her. And this is the fish. It, it once looked like that. And now it looks like that. And Debbie, you didn't know this, but I wanted to do this and just give this to you as, as a way of saying thank you for giving it to me. It was a privilege and honor and joy for me to paint this. And I give this to you now to give this piece of wood a second chance. So God bless you, Debbie. We love you. Give Debbie a hand, would you? You're welcome. God bless you. She's an artist. And she knows how to paint. So, you know what? Do, do, do this real quick for me. Hold that up like the master's trophy. Just hold it up over your head there. Yeah. Get a shot of that. I love it. Thank you, Debbie. God bless you. Aren't you glad that God is a God of second chances? Abandoned? Forgotten? Covered up in mud? But God has the ability to see value. And give you a mulligan every single time. Number two, God is not only the God of second chances, but I love this one. God is the God of purpose. I am the God of purpose. The word purpose means the reason you exist. Here's the scripture. 1 John chapter 3 says this. For this purpose, God sent Jesus to destroy the works of the enemy. God is a God of purpose. I love this quote. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. The two most important days in your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. And then this guy named Flydor or Fleedor or Floridor, I don't know who he is, but I like what he says. He says, the mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live for. Church, God is not only the God of second chances, he's the God of he wants to give you a reason for living. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he gave you a reason to live. We have a new addition to the George family. I've got an incredible announcement today. We have a new addition to the George family. Guys, go ahead and show the picture of our newest addition, Winston. Now, I say he's named after Winston Churchill, because that's just the kind of guy I am. I'm politicians, you know, great leaders. Austin, it's Austin's dog, and he picked Winston, not because of Winston Churchill. He picked the name Winston for the FSU National Championship quarterback, Jameis Winston. Eric and Sylvia, I know you'll appreciate that. So, so Winston, but you know what? Uh, this picture doesn't do it justice. Can, can we just, John, go ahead and bring Winston out. Let me show everybody. Come on, Winston. Yeah, pick him up, John. He's gun shy. Oh, Winston. Come here, buddy. Winston. Yeah, will you give it up for Winston? My, come here, buddy. Winston. 
Good boy. Hey, buddy. Look at you. Look at Winston. Hi, buddy. Thank you, John. This is Winston. I raised four kids, and this thing causes more stress and anxiety and fear and worry than four kids did. Now, right now, I'm just hoping he doesn't pee on me. But this is a beautiful, beautiful dog. We got him, we got him from a breeder in Ocala. And we got him like three weeks ago. He is so, he's a black, black lab, beautiful dog. We got this dog uh, for Austin. It's like a service dog, companion dog. We brought him home on a Saturday, and Austin said something really powerful on Sunday morning. After the first day, he woke up and he looked at Tammy and he said, now I have a reason for waking up in the morning. See, see, purpose is powerful. Purpose gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. Purpose gives you meaning. And the cross that is behind me gives you real meaning in life. It gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. And the God we serve is not only a God of second chances, he's a God that will give you incredible purpose and destiny if you'll trust him with your life. Would you give Brinson a big round of applause and, and let him know you love him today? Thank you, John. might pee on John and not me. <laughs> now, we talked about second chances. We talked about purpose. And I'm going to need, I, I need you to give me a mulligan because I failed to show a video for point number one. So we, at the count of three, say we forgive you, Pastor Scott. One, two, three. <laughs> so let's go back uh, to uh, the point second chances. And I want to show you a video of a guy by the name of Roger who was addicted to alcohol, living a life uh, of hopelessness and despair, not knowing what he was living for. But Roger came into his life, and, and God came into his life and gave Roger a real sense of destiny and purpose and gave him a second chance. Let's watch this video with Roger. Uh, my name is Roger, and God gave me a second chance, and a lot more than that. He's given me 47, 48 chances, um, and I finally took this one, and I'm going to make it on this chance, definitely. And uh, I just thank God that he's in my life, and I, I kind of regret uh, not taking this chance. 20, 30 years ago. When I first started attending this church, it was uh, very comforting. It immediately felt like home, and uh, everyone just loved me like they had known me my whole life. It was very refreshing to see God working in people and, and the people letting God work through them to help someone like me, and it just, 
It just felt right, and it is right. I was hired in September to come and work for the church as a maintenance technician, and uh, I love it. I really didn't know that there could be job atmosphere like this. It's very just refreshing, and I don't really even call it work. I love to come here. I love to be here. So, and they say if you love what you do, it's not really work. I do a couple of jobs and I've gotten to know quite a few people through doing that. Everyone here has just accepted me for who I am and for uh, what I'm with God trying to accomplish. And uh, it's working. I was drinking heavily and uh, I lost everything that I had. I knew God had a plan for me. He always has, I just haven't acknowledged it. And I have acknowledged it and accepted it and I'm ready to see what the Lord has in store for me. The foundation has given me a foundation to build upon that uh, definitely is gonna last a lifetime. To all the guys back at the foundation, I wanna thank you for coming today and I really encourage you to get into the Bible and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. God does give you a second chance. All you have to do is open the door and he will come in. Oh man, give it up for Roger. God is the God of second chance. So thank you for giving me a mulligan on that one. And Roger did a great job. Roger's uh, here today. And uh, in, the, in the lobby, when you leave, for each one of the three videos we have today, there's going to be a poster with an uh, a article on each of the people that are highlighted in our videos. We're going to show the next video, and this is obviously on purpose and having a reason for living. And uh, Leslie Morrison uh, grew up in the church was a Christian, grew up in a Christian family, and uh, she discovered her purpose and reason for living, and it's changed her life. And Leslie and, and Garrett are here today in the family. Uh, let's watch the video on uh, Leslie Morrison on God of Purpose. My name is Leslie, and God has a great purpose in my life. When we first came to what was then Pine Castle. We came from another church after moving here to back to Orlando from Jacksonville. And we got plugged in fairly quickly within choir and in children's ministry. My children loved coming to church here. And that was one of the biggest reasons we were here is they knew my child, they loved my children, and that was a selling point. We left the church at the end of shutdown in 2020 because I had taken a job at another church. So we felt God was calling us to go ahead and go, but it was really difficult to leave our church family. I applied to be the director at On The Rock after I had been in another job and it didn't work out and what was very funny is the day before Scott had actually called and asked if I would help in finding a new director for On The Rock. The very next day I lost my job and 
threw my name into the ballot of being looked at for the director here at On The Rock. Um, and all the rest is history. Now I'm the director here and it's been fabulous. In coming back to work here, it opened the door for us to come back to church here. And it has been the best thing ever. This is our family. This is the group of people that know us, love us, and pray for us. And we're thrilled to be here at Belle Isle Community Church. I really believe that this has also been a plan for our family as a whole, especially our child, Natalie, who's still at home. Nicholas has gone off to school, but Natalie is here and she loves being here. She absolutely loves being with Miss Sandra and Garrett and John and Hannah, that those are our major influences in her life. So this was definitely a plan for her to be back here and part of youth. And it's just been the easiest, most wonderful transition ever. It's absolutely been a God thing. God always has a great plan for us in our life. And it's funny how sometimes it comes full circle, something you never thought you'd see yourself doing suddenly is what God puts there and says, nope, this is where I need you to be. And there's a reason for it. And you may not know it immediately. It may come around later that you, you know why you're here. I really believe that I'm here to minister to these women that work under me, to minister to these families and children and show them Jesus every day. So I believe that's the purpose for me being hear it on the rock. Yeah, give it up for Leslie and Garrett and the entire family. God bless you guys. I am the God of second chances. I am the God of, of purpose. And then number three quickly, I love this one. I am the God of possibility. Jesus says, with man, this is impossible, but with me, all things are possible. I love what Audrey Hepburn says. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. I want to ask you a question this morning today. What is the impossible that you are facing? Is it a, is it a sickness? Is it an illness? Is it a financial issue with the IRS? Is it a marriage problem? Are you worried about the future? Are you filled with bitterness and resentment and anger? Are, are you lonely? Are you afraid? Whatever you're faced with, the tomb is a symbol of victory. And because Jesus was victory, you can be in victory. And you can live a life that makes things all possible through Jesus Christ. I am the God of possibility. Many of you know that uh, when I came here 13 years ago, um, I was all about smooth jazz. I mean, um, most of you would think that I'm listening to Christian music 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I, I hate to burst your bubble. I loved jazz music. Well, over the past year and a half, my son Austin has got me hooked on country music. And I may not be wearing boots today, but I am a huge fan of country music. I mean, 
I know there's some whiskey songs there and there. I know every once in a while there's some whiskey songs. And I, and my ex is from Texas. I get it. There's a lot of things that are not, not perfect about country music. But I'm telling you, if you listen to country music, there's a lot of God. There's a lot of family. There's a lot of America. And, and, and we need that. And so I'm a country music fan. So I heard about what this guy Sam Smith did at the Grammys, dressed up like the devil and did a performance. I didn't see it. I heard about it. And I, I certainly wasn't going to watch the Grammys. But last week, I watched the Country Music Awards. I know. I should have been reading my Bible. I should have been preparing for Easter. But Tammy and I sat down and watched the, uh, the Country Music Awards from Austin, Texas. And it was awesome. I mean, it was, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I was really impressed with an award that a guy got, actually got three awards uh, that, that evening. His name was Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Look him up. The guy's a stud. 400 pounds. Tattoos all over his face. Jelly Roll said something that, that really caught my attention. He's got a song called Son of a Sinner. He's a prolific writer, unknown to many people, but he's on the, he's on the spotlight now, especially after Pastor Scott preached about Jelly Roll. I'm going to invite Jelly Roll to come lead worship one Sunday. Would you guys like that? He gets up to receive, I think, his third award. It's powerful. He says, it took me 21 steps to get up to accept this award, but it's taken me 39 years to get here. Tattoos all over his face. Jelly Roll said something. I wrote it down. It was so powerful. Listen to what Jelly Roll said. They let a loser win tonight. This award is for the underdog. This is for the losers and the underdogs and the have-nots. Listen. He says, God takes the impossible and makes it look small. Jelly Roll, in spite of his tattoos, he had a tremendous understanding that the God we serve is not only God of second chances, he's not only God of purpose, he's the God of possibility. And if he can change Jelly Roll and make him into a country music superstar, what can he do in your life today? He is the God of that makes the impossible possible. That tomb, every time you see it, it speaks that God makes all things possible. In just a minute, we're going to show a, one last video of uh, Emily Goodnow. Her, her, her family is here to my left and to your right. Um, when I saw this video, it brought me to tears because as a family, we know about facing the impossible. Our son, as you know, was in a, a coma for over 40 days. Every day you wake up and you look and you see nothing but impossible. And we haven't arrived and we're not there yet, but I can tell you after four years of walking through this battle, when sickness and disease and tragedy hits young people, it plays a soft, soft place in my heart. Emily was 21 years old at University of Florida when she was diagnosed with cancer. And she has fought valiantly and brilliantly through one of the most traumatic trials a person could face. And Emily knows firsthand that God is not only the God of just second chances and the God of purpose. He's the God of possibility. Let's watch this video of Emily Goodnow. 
My name is Emily and nothing is impossible with God. So I was diagnosed with lymphoma, specifically primary mediastinal large B-cell lymphoma in August of 2021. I was actually on vacation with my family at the time, so that was not a very welcome bit of news to receive. But essentially I found out that I was to undergo chemotherapy. I was treated with six cycles of chemotherapy. Each cycle lasted about five days. Um, following chemotherapy, I was treated with proton radiation and following proton radiation, I've had been having clear scans ever since. Just seeing your hair fall out is just like, it's a very shocking thing. And everything about it was shocking. Just, you know, watching my family watch me was really challenging. And just, I think the treatment of things where I started to feel hopeless. And I remember there being times like during treatment, especially when I just remember thinking, I don't know if my life can ever be normal again. I really don't see how my body is going to be able to function through the entire process. I did have like a sense of peace. And I feel like that does sound cliche, but I just don't know how to explain it. It's literally exactly what the Bible talks about when it says, you know, like, cling to the Lord and he'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know how I felt that. Well, I guess because God tells us that he'll give, that, give us that if we seek him, but I guess I didn't really, I hadn't experienced that before. And I feel like this circumstance really just pushed me to the point where I was like, okay, God, like, I need help, I need you. And because of that closeness, I experienced a lot of peace. So the phrase, God is a God of possibility, to me it means that if you lose everything, if you're at your lowest point of your life and you still have God, you're really not losing. There's always, things can always turn around for you. You actually are winning <laughs> because, you know, even the Bible talks about like you can lose everything, but if you have like Christ in your heart, you are actually like, you're still inheriting the kingdom of heaven. If your worst nightmares come true, you can still survive them. You will survive and you will be fine. And because God works everything out for our good, he's probably going to use that experience in your life to make you a much stronger, wiser, more trusting person. Probably the first time I heard you have an army of people praying for you. I remember the people who told me that, I remember when I heard it and it was just like, boom, I'm locked in, thank you for that hope. I'm gonna go about my day and just remember that I have tons of people lifting me up in prayer. And that honestly gave me a lot of strength because there were times when I didn't even know how to pray for myself or I didn't want to, or I was upset. And I just kind of had to fall back on like, okay, I am being lifted up in prayer. God knows my heart and I have an army of people who want me to, to see me healed. And so that was just really encouraging and provided a lot of hope for me. Would you give it up for Emily? Emily, God bless you. Thank you for your storage of your story of courage and hope. And we are so delighted to see what God has done in your life. God is the God of uh, second chances. He's the God of purpose. And he's the God of possibility. Would you bow your hearts with me and let's pray together. Father, thank you for 
the hope of Easter. Thank you, Father, that uh, in the midst of all of our mess, you are there to make a message out of everything that we're faced with. Lord, I pray today that for people that have felt forgotten and abandoned, I pray for people here today that have no reason for living, they're wondering why they're here. I, I pray today for people that are faced with impossible situations. God, we are grateful that we serve the great I am. I am. And Lord, we ask today that you would be all that you are. Come, help us, give us strength, give us courage, give us hope. I pray today, in Jesus' name, we're grateful for it. Thank you for it. Amen. Yes, he's mine. 
people here today that you're faced with uncertain about the future. You don't know why you're living. You don't know what you're, you're good for anymore. You don't have an idea of why you were created. I believe God can give you purpose today. I am says who you are. There's people here today that are faced with impossible situations. You came in, you look nice, you're dressed up, but you're filled with hate and bitterness and sin and guilt and resentment. God can help you to overcome anything that you're faced with, because he's a God of possibility. I want you to pray this prayer with me. God, I, I, I need a Savior today. God, I, I need you to come into my heart and to change me and to forgive me of all my sin. God, the, the crown and the cross and the tomb was for me, and I recognize that today, and I confess Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, I promise to live for him for the rest of my life. Take my sin place it with a sense of purpose and destiny for your glory today. God, we're grateful for that. Lord, for other people that are struggling, hopeless, discouraged, confused, God, give them purpose. And God, help us to, to, as we're faced with impossible situations, help us to look to you. And Christ alone is our hope, and we're grateful for that. Thank you, God, for being the I am. We trust in that today, and we stand in that. Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. On behalf of our entire church staff and our leadership team, we want to wish you a very happy Easter. I pray you'll get to go home today and watch a little bit of the Master's Day and relax. Spend time with your family and friends. God bless you. We'll see you next week at Belle Isle Community Church. Go and soon the morning. God bless you guys.